Pussy and kicked his ass. Eating pussy and kicking 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 ass. Hey, we back. Listen, we really had to bring this episode in. You already know what time it is. It's uh, A on the Shogun. I'm all the way in the way, so let me get up out the way. This is episode 40 of the Sushio Boys podcast. You know what I'm saying? We outside, we inside, but we outside, but you already know what time it is. Before I really get into it, let me introduce my co-host, man. Greatest folks I know on planet Earth. You know what I'm saying? First and foremost, let me go ahead and get off to the west side of the country and holler at my favorite desert. You know what I'm saying? Bunny. You know what I mean? Listen, I'll I be watching your face, yo. Don't you ain't about to get me beat up. My desert bunny. What's happening, Bunny Rue? How you feeling? Hi. What's up, guys? We are back. Eating pussy and kicking ass. <laughs> yeah. I had, I, listen, that song gets Leave wild. it. Leave it too wild. slow to find a fucking song like that. But what's up, guys? We are back. It's your girl, Bunny, aka Buns and Guns, Ish Bunny, Vad Bunny, Bitcoin Bunny, the Sucio Queen. What's up, y'all? You know what I'm saying? Put the bunny back in the box. Hey. Uh, Madame, before we get into asking how your time away has been from us since we last spoke, uh, please let me introduce, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, most sophisticated nigga in the South by Southwest. Y'all used to know him as the richest nigga in Florida. But listen, he has expanded his horizons all across the South by Southwest because, listen, he's just out here. But. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, y'all know him, y'all love him. Can I please get a warm welcome round of applause for the boy? The man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Listen, correct me, please. You know what I'm saying? Sloan Kettering, how you feeling, Pimpin? Yeah, I'm pretty good, you know. Back from New Orleans, having a great time in life. It's the big homie, Sloan Kettering, Sky Daddy's favorite, a.k.a. Lord of the Sugarfoots. Petty Saurus Rex, hey. the most dangerous of the Petasaurus, hit my drop. Hey, got it. Mm. Mr. L1R1XO, and I'm about that jam. If you play Madden with Vic on the cover, my people, you already understand. Hey. And the nigga is always trying to score. You know what I'm saying? Double on <laughs> Don't even show him how, bro. Don't do that. Hey, but let's get into it. We'll get through this real quick. Listen, I've been working pussy. on my efficiency. Kicking ass. You know what I'm saying? And I'm hyped. Quick. We done started <laughs> off with the song just to get us all set off. But listen, we got to get into it. Let's go. Am I the leanest? And I the prettiest. Show down. And I'm the baddest mofo low down around this town. Show up. But who am I? 
Shogun in the building. Listen, number one rule in the universe says always to protect your neck at all times. Otherwise, I'm going to chop your motherfucking head off. Bitch, don't play with me. It's the curator combo up in this bitch. Mr. One Punch Man with the tan next to the Yucatan liquor stand. If you was outside for the 9-9 and 2000s, you already understand. I was bagging aunties and I already have apologized in advance. Sorry, not sorry. Okay. You already know, it's your boy, Pablo Baldini. Listen, World Defensive Player of the Year in global football. Why? Because I'm slide-tackling niggas into the fourth row. I get the ball at all times, but I'm taking extra shit. I'm going to get your ankles. I'm going to get knees, hamstrings, all that. Ball still comes with me. You know what I'm saying? Pele with the AK, letting that whole thing spray, lighting the upper 90 for no reason other because... That's where I like to place them bitches on the top shelf. Double entendre. Don't even ask me how. Master Bruce with the bubble goose. Dirt Reynolds pulling up on all the aunties out there just because. Scott was popping. The Hotel Babachi chef got the grill on high, letting all this shit fly because motherfuckers need to fry. You dig? Okay. And you already know. Petty Gordo on the beach doing the capoeira like I don't care. And as always, the 62, 62 time reigning Pettyweight champion alongside with my cousin. We are the tag team Pettyweight champs out here. Listen, Petty Gordo in the building. DJ, please hit my drop. Don't play with me. All right, family. How we feeling? How y'all been? I feel like I, even though I know I talk to y'all all the time, I always enjoy seeing y'all's beautiful faces. How was your weekend? How was everything? How how were y'all? You know, Sam just got back from was... Noya. But Bunny, what was you? <laughs> my weekend was dope. I had a lot of fun. It was my brother in law's fortieth birthday. Hey, so... shout out to your brother in law. You know what I'm saying? Air horns, DJ. <laughs> Um, so we had, you know, a party for him. Um, we had like a pool party and he got a bull, a mechanical bull. Mm. So we were all like riding that shit at the end of the night, all faded. It was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, those shits make your body hurt. Like if you fucking <laughs> be trying to stay on that shit, it just makes your fucking body hurt. Like my, my body, my core hurts and my legs are bruised from fucking being on that shit but it was fun it was a lot of fun and everybody came down from LA um for the party and there was a pool there we got a, like tacos and shit like that so it was a lot of fun a lot it of sounds family like a time. good ass time I'm mad as fuck I didn't miss it right <laughs> you know Mexicans throw the best parties I need to be at that shit man you know me I would bust up in that bitch going ay, 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 you ay, know what I'm saying ay, ay, ay. Listen, Sloan Doing and I all the crazy. good calls and shit. Y'all know that's my shit. I, I'm finna get a pair of boots and some tight ass Wrangler jeans, and then I'm gonna <laughs> get me a denim shirt. I already got a denim button down, and I'm gonna it's take funny that. Bitch. Y'all think that's how we are? <laughs> 
No, that's how I'm going to dress. I don't give a fuck. That's how y'all are. That's how I'm going to be. Fuck y'all mean. And then I'm going to have that bitch tucked all the way down in my pants. Like my ne- my godson, he be tucking this shit tight in his pants. Like I'm talking about, I thought that bitch snapped in the middle how tight he be tucking his shirt in his pants. I, I got to talk to him about that. But then I want me a black Stutson cowboy hat to go with it too. And I don't even know if I want me some black rattleskin boots yet. But I'm gonna be in that bitch with a big ass belt buckle too. Oh, eating pussy, kicking ass all night long. Man, all I really <laughs> want to do is just jump into a party for no reason. Even though I know y'all not anywhere close to mariachis, I will always show up just ready to play some mariachi music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, oh I'm in there. Look at Listen. these motherfuckers. <laughs> They're all jazzy. Oh goodness. No, nah, oh, it was man. a dope ass time though. I had I had a really good time. I always love hanging out with my family. Shit, that sounds like a good ass time. It I want to go next it, time. Yo, tacos and bull riding, listen. And uh, so my brother-in-law has this friend, right? And she has like a, um, she lives like in a, I think it's like a two acre land. Um, But she has like this beautiful green pasture and then she has her pool there. So the place is just fucking relaxing as fuck. It was dope. It was just a really dope vibe and hanging out with everybody. And then the next day we went back and just kind of had like, you know, leftovers and stuff and just hung out, hung out for a little bit in the pool. So it was fun. Mm, sounds like a good time mm-hmm. man I, I wish it, both of y'all listen i kind of had a pretty cool week even though like i'm still recovering from sinusitis so that was probably the hardest thing is just trying to i'm glad i finally figured that out but um i had to brave it a little bit because i went out and i wasn't feeling well i had just gotten uh medication prescription and everything like that but uh and I had like shot y'all uh, Instagram live where I went to go see Jizza. And that was the first time I've seen anybody from Wu-Tang uh, in person. And it was like one of the dopest shows I've been to. It was like the first, I think it was probably the first show I'd for real, for real been to in regards to like hip hop uh, since coming out of the pandemic. Um, I've been, you know, I've had a bunch of opportunities to be around DJs and stuff like that, but to see, you know, like an artist of that caliber, really anybody within the culture to perform. And it was like, Jizza was probably high, maybe, but like didn't skip a beat. And homie was just rapping. And I'm talking like, no, because you know how like some artists will put like um, headphones in where they're getting fed like their vocals and things like that. Nah, homie would like look out into space and you could see him just pulling all the lyrics out. And That's I was just crazy. like, bro, what? And had his hand. You were out. hella close too. Like you yo, were like right there. That shit was I got, wild. <laughs> yo, I got to give a huge shout out to my boy Brent. Uh, Cause he really kind of hooked it up. Um, a, a friend of his was already there. And, you know, it just so happened that uh, where's, where's Brent at? Um, yeah. Brent Dorsal. So I got to give a huge shout out to you, my dude. Cause you definitely, definitely, uh made my night in regards to you know being a part of it uh being there in that wu-tang experience um 
I think I'm probably going to just chalk it up and go ahead and uh, see Wu-Tang and Nas in concert. I know my, on my birthday, they're going to be down in Tampa. Uh, so I think that's going to be a definitive because that's my old stomping grounds. And then I know in September 3rd, they're going to be up in uh, Detroit. So I want to go visit some friends and fam up there. So that's dope. listen, Wu-Tang summer, yo. Yeah, for sure. Man, you already know I'm gonna be spicy and mixy in June. Listen, I'm gonna leave. Look, 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 look. It's Hoochie Daddy summer, but my old lady gonna pick me up, baby. You got a thought with responsibility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Sloan posted a picture of his fucking knees out, right? And then this motherfucker hashtags my body, my choice. It is. It's my body. Wow. It's my choice. I want these knees out. They will be properly. <laughs> oh my god! I was fucking dying. <laughs> Yo, no, I know somebody was like, I know he didn't just try to take over that hashtag. I'm taking over all hashtags. Yeah, we outside. We outside. It's masculine bad bitch summer. You know what I'm saying? Masculine <laughs> bad wild. bitch energy. I'm telling you, it's the hoochie daddy summer. But my wife gonna pick me up. Listen, you know what I'm saying? Y'all nah, I'm low key scared though. Like that shit, that monkeypox shit, that shit's scary. How do you get that? Do you guys know? I have no idea. <laughs> I just seen some white people had it, so I thought I was cool. Yeah, there's like a little breakout or whatever, but yeah, you know, they let let all the animals touch them, so <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. That monkeypox, animals. Boom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't with y'all. Eating pussy. Uh, kicking ass. ass. <laughs> Eating pussy, kicking ass. I'm oh sorry. I didn't God. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Sloan. I was like <laughs> legit uh, concerned about this. It's cool, man. Like, no, fuck that shit. I if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. I still ain't I'm still ducking COVID. So yeah, I, for sure. You know, uh, even in the airport when we was traveling, man, like I was surprised that a lot of black people were not wearing a mask, like just out here living like these Dwights. And uh, it was this one old Dwight in front of me and she was coughing like she had emphysema. And I just kept looking at her every time she coughed, like, bitch, either die or stop coughing. Because <laughs> if you're going to continue to cough, I'm finna punch you. And make you swallow your giblets because yeah i wasn't feeling good either and i had to go into the office and i wore my mask like i feel like that's like the right thing to do now right like, just if if you're sick then just go ahead and right just like where to keep it from getting other people sick right so that's what i did but. right like i was i was when i was in orlando a couple of weeks ago a week ago i went to orlando right before i went to uh new orleans and I was going to go see my best friend and his family and the kids came up sick. And I texted him this morning. I was like, is everybody all right? They was like, nope. <laughs> I was like, damn. It was like, and now the kids are still sick and everybody's still going through it. But it wasn't COVID though. So that's one good thing about it, that it wasn't COVID. So yeah, that but. is good. They had like a nasty little stomach virus going on <clears throat> through there. I hear that that's going around. Mm, I don't want nothing to do with it. Yeah, like, like I heard a couple people on the East Coast had it like really bad, like the stomach thing. And then um, there was an outbreak at my niece's school, I think, for like a stomach thing. Yeah. We're just getting everything now. Like it's fucking like, 
right everybody's been in the house and now that people haven't really like done much with their immune system now everybody's just passing it all over again yeah for sure uh, me uh, <laughs> i still drink my ginger root tea i still take my uh vitamin c i still take my vi- my assortment of vitamins and uh pills in the morning i'm staying on that shit they got a whole nother upkick of covid coming too like it's another outbreak coming so yeah, nigga, they trying to get us out of here one way or another my sister said that that there's another wave coming it's always going to be a continuous wave the nurse it's a continuous wave it's going to continue to mutate like the common cold like everybody go get flu shots and then still get the flu because it was a different variant of the flu right right i don't know about y'all but i don't think i'm gonna like keep getting these (laughs) vaccines like i am I don't know if like, I don't know. I, I feel like it it's, it's done something to my body because I didn't used to get sick like this at all. And it's like, I feel like it's done something to me. I don't know like, if it's, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, are you thinking that it kind of just uh, maybe. Uh, it weakened my immune system, obviously. Yeah, that's what I was, um, I was getting to. But it's, it's, it's done it like drastically. You know, because like I hadn't been sick with my asthma as as much as I have been in this past year. And, you know, I just feel like that is contributed to it because like I, I still take my vitamins. You know, I work out. I eat healthy, too. I eat like a lot of greens. Um, So like I do stuff like that, like I haven't changed anything that I do normally with my body Um. Or, or my medicine, like I, I take medicine for my asthma on a daily basis. And it's just been weird this year. I've been getting like really sick. You're just getting old. Nah. <laughs> That's all. The older, you, old. the older you get, the less you get your asthma. Uh, I hope that's the case. Mine just, I listen, I live in Ohio. So where I'm at, Southern Ohio Valley, is like the highest concentration of like pollen um and really my asthma allergies all act up from spring to summer so going into that it's uh which you are right you you do need to like overindulge your immune system with things that'll help build it up so then when you do come across something like that or allergies or whatever the case may be then you can kind of you know, remedy to that. But that's one thing I want to get back on and getting back into doing, um, you know, because everybody's like, dang, bro, I didn't even know you were going through that. Yo, I had an infection in both ears and like my nose for about almost three weeks. Oh, that sounds painful as fuck. And I was wondering why I was like, you know, I'd miss a day of work here or there and then just try and soldier through it, muscle through it. And then it was just like, Yo, I, I can't go to work, bro. I it, Something is not right. I feel off. My chest feels tight. Like, you know, and that was just trying to do stuff that I normally would do. I went out and did a coaching session. I think it was like Saturday um, with a couple guys that I play with uh, that also coach as well. And we did like a small training session, but it was like all natural grass. So like everything was just in my face. And then Sunday morning, uh, before I went to go get my kids, I ended up having like a panic attack, but it was like circular, which was also an asthma attack. But I was having a panic attack because oh, I was having those an asthma attack. Oh, those are the attack. worst. 
<clears throat> so I was just, uh, it was bad news, man. I was just happy I got to, you know, be able to enjoy time with my kids where it didn't feel as labored and things like that. And I just hope that my kids, you know, don't have anywhere close to, I would much rather them have my allergies than they have with their, their mom. Cause their mom has worse allergies than I do. So, but um, hopefully we don't have to deal with that in the near future. But anyways, anyways, let's get out of this topic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we went on a Man, We did go on a tangent. You know what I'm saying? Of the lungs. All right. So. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Well, I got to talk go. about. Go ahead. I got to talk about New Orleans, man. Oh, yeah. Let's time, go, bro. You know? How was it? I got to see two different sides of New Orleans, which is kind of cool. You know, like one New Orleans is a small city but everything could be if it's like two miles away that's a 20 minute drive because like it's not continuously the traffic doesn't flow like you got a lot of one-way streets like you got major one-way streets going one way and then a divider and then that same street going back the other way and then you got those little streets in between that you can turn on. And for some reason, they just let you sit in the middle of the street. It's, it's the dumbest shit ever. Then on top of that, like none of the streets are straight. They all curve and roundabout going around some shit. And then on top of that, I will never complain about the streets of Illinois in the winter again with the potholes and shit because New Orleans streets are a different level of disrespectful and fucked up. Them motherfuckers have whole moon craters in the middle of their highway. And they just swerve around it. Like my dumb ass was just doing 40 down the street and it all it, the whole street would just drop out. And it just looked like it was a whole fucking bomb went off. And then you got to drive around that shit and then keep going. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus. And that's all around New Orleans, even like in, in New Orleans. Don't get, it twist, don't get it twisted. What I found out now is New Orleans is like Atlanta. Everybody's like, oh, I'm from Atlanta. No, Atlanta is very small. New Orleans is very small. Everything around New Orleans is not New Orleans. You got Gretna. Metairie, fucking Chalmette, uh, Lakeview, that's all not New Orleans. That's their actual fucking name of their city is Metairie, and it's right outside of New Orleans. It's all like it's all like a, a fucking suburb, but it's like two minutes outside of New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And I like it. I'd like to see the inner city is different from like the outer, like the suburbs and shit. Like you get your little yard and shit in the suburbs, but in the inner city, nah, nigga, you sitting, <laughs> you sitting right on top of somebody right next to each other in them shotgun houses. And like, it's like certain areas still look like Katrina was yesterday. Damn, really? It's crazy. I, it, I was thinking that for the potholes, like, Cause it's humid there right and like they get a lot of rain so like i can imagine how shitty their streets are but like that like the crazy thing about new orleans is like it's a block by block basis legit block by block like i we, we like saw, it changes block by block is that what you mean yeah okay. like you could be on canal and 
and Claiborne. I don't even know if those streets run the same way, but you could be on Canal and you could see million dollar houses, but you make a right and go off Canal and you in the fucking hood. One block past that million dollar house. That's nutty. Yeah. It's That's crazy. how Arizona is, honestly. Like you it, cross the street and it's ghetto as fuck and then you cross on the other side and it's like super nice fucking houses like million dollar houses like what you just said right and then it's like uh it's houses that's being rebuilt like people are coming in getting these properties for dirt cheap and then flipping them and then trying to sell them is the problem because if you're on a certain if you no, it's not even that it's like if you're on a certain block that block is dead so like you might be the only house that started the uh the remodels the rebuild yeah so now you sitting there and you might have to wait four or five years before that block develops mm-hmm. right well it depends on how quickly that place is developing yeah but you got people that like some some uh black people with money bought spots just to keep them and mm. then some just waiting on the white people to come in and buy them from which is smart. But gentrification. But gentrifying your neighborhood. And uh mm-hmm. and then I got to hang out with my brother who is from uh New Orleans. He lives in Chalmette and he was just telling me he was like, bro, it's different, different. He said, like, he said, bro, like the person you are, you finna you experience New Orleans different than most people. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean by that? He was like, because y'all got a cachet about y'all selves and y'all know people with money. So y'all get to see a different side of New Orleans than what the common person don't get to see. And he told me that, what was that, Wednesday. And then I found out what the fuck he was talking about Saturday because I saw a whole nother side of New Orleans that I didn't think I would see. And it's some in some of these neighborhoods, it's blocks like two, three, four, five blocks in like a nice little air circle. That's two million dollar homes and a million dollar home, and this the price and this price, all in the inner city New Orleans. And then there's some sections out in the section in Timberland, uh, Timberland Estates. Oh, they have some beautiful homes out there on the golf course and stuff like that. And I got to experience a whole different side of that. Like, New Orleans is an interesting, interesting place. Sounds very diverse. Isn't there, wasn't there like a, an opioid crisis there as well? Oh, I think it's an opioid crisis everywhere, but I'm not for sure if it was there. I mean... I think there's like a the like a town there that went through through it really bad, but I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, you're right. There is an opioid crisis everywhere. Almost everywhere. Yeah, there's and- a meth crisis here in Arizona. You can find a meth trailer in any mm-hmm. fucking corner around here. You can do that in Ohio too, man. The Midwest is listen. Their shit is so sad, bro. Like, <laughs> ugh. But hey, man, listen, you know. Now the the meth and opioids and all that fun stuff is it's it's befalling a lot of folks that naturally didn't give a shit when the crack epidemic was hitting black and brown neighborhoods and motherfuckers was getting years for 
being addicted to something. Now I'm supposed to look at it like it's a sickness, man, please. Yeah. But that's dope Sloan that you got to see like different sides of uh, New Orleans and shit. I actually have never been to New Orleans. Like I've been to Louisiana. I've been down and around the area. I went when uh, my family, when I was young, but never been down on Bourbon street. Can't tell you, I would love to do like the tours, all that stuff. So Hopefully that that might be something I do this summer too, man. Listen, let me know when you want to go because I'll pull up and go. All right, <laughs> I got you. We, we'll turn up. You know, Where's I got it? I got some favorite spots in New Orleans. If you ever at Cajun Mike's, that's one of my hangouts. That's off, like it's some off Bourbon spots that I like to frequent. You know what I'm talking about? I found uh, where do we where do we go? Where do we go? Uh, I found this dope ass burger spot. And when we went in, we was the only niggas there. Legit, the only black people in the building, uh, hella white people. They all looked at us and was like, what are y'all doing here? But we sat down, the motherfuckers was playing some banging ass, like 90s music. Like all the, it was a nice little mix of like hip hop, R&B, and then like that 90s, uh, like uh pop punk rock shit we grew up on man that shit was i'm in there singing loud as fuck all the small Small things things. truth hurts (laughs) let's go she left me roses by the stairs surprises Surprises let me know know she cares cares. (laughs) (laughs) it ain't so i will will not go go. turn the the lights on carry me home man that sounds like fucking az dude like they be they be like doing these little i was just talking to someone about this they be doing creating these little um, restaurants and, and creative vibe that is the culture, but it's nothing but white people that are trying to imitate the culture. Like we went to this place, it's called um, Brunch and Sip um, out here somewhere in Phoenix, downtown Phoenix. And it's nothing but white people. You walk in and they're like, what the fuck? And it's just like, bro, you're fucking imitating the culture. You don't even know what the culture is about. <laughs> Why are you over here looking at us all crazy like that? Like, that's just what that sounds like. It's so fucking nuts to me. Listen, they think once they get a hold of it, they get to gatekeep it. Oh no, but the motherfucker, that shit was fire. <laughs> I tore, I fucked that shit up. That shit was good. And then they had some banging ass shakes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a salted caramel shake with uh, Oreo crumble pieces on top. Yeah, boy, my diabetes was aggravated as fuck with me. But it was <laughs> that shit was good. Oh, that's hilarious. Did you fall asleep right after? But of course. <laughs> Took a nap in the seat. Going to check out there. Comas. <laughs> I'm mad I can't remember the name of the place because I want to go back when I can next time I'm in New Orleans. But that shit was fire. We had a good ass time, man. Like, That's dope. Man, so glad to hear it, though. I'm glad y'all had a good weekend. I'm glad y'all had a good week last time we had the chat. Um, now, since we're here and we've caught up a bit, let's get into it. Okay, so first things first, shall we do the surrogates or shall we get into it? Let's do this because Sloan, I think this was a pretty interesting topic that you kicked off or wanted to kick this off with. Um, 
so your question was, would you be a surrogate parent for a same-sex couple? Um, now, this is going to be an interesting conversation, probably going to be pretty easy on our part, but uh, I'm also interested to hear from Bunny's perspective, because uh, I know that's that's a, a much different task or question that you would uh, have when you're asking a woman uh, to be a part of uh, maybe being a surrogate. So um, let's, uh, ma'am, why don't you lead the floor first? How about that? Um. So I think that it's circumstantial to where I would do something like that um, to lend my womb out, I guess you can say. Yeah. Because um, it, <laughs> it has to be something meaningful. Like, I don't think I would just do it um, like for money or, you know, just just because like, I don't I don't think that's something um, I would do. But if like. I've said this to my sister before because um, she she can't have kids anymore, and I I'd always and she wants to have more kids, and I've always told her like, dude, I'll I'll carry a baby for you, like fuck it, I'll do it, I'll do it for her, because um, that's you know obviously my sister, and I know that the baby's gonna be around and stuff, but like I've never had a child, I've never been pregnant, so I don't know, you know what's the, what that's like. I know that I that it's the deep connection. Um, so I think that that would be difficult just because I'm, I'm a very emotional person and stuff like that. Like that would be very difficult for me to like carry a person inside of me for nine months and then be like, here you go. Like, (laughs) this is now yours, not mine, but it's technically mine. So I think it just would be under the circumstances. Like if, um, you know, if it was my sister or something like that. So you would have to have a much closer connection to where, you know, it's somebody that you know you know maybe circumstantial like you had just mentioned versus somebody that's just like hey you know same-sex couple just comes up to you and you're like hey would you carry a baby for us yeah no Uh, i wouldn't i that my absolute answer immediately would be no (laughs) got you even if they pay me that is just i i've never been a mother so if i were to i don't know like i just feel like that's just something so sacred like it's so like you know a part of you and stuff and i think that i i just would not be able to just be like here you go here's your baby that i've been carrying in my body for nine months you know it's just there's a deep connection in that so right i don't i i i don't care you can't put a price on it for me no totally understandable but i think also too which which is interesting right because we talk about uh same sex couples it's the same thing that we were talking about with roe v wade and all the folks it's like hey you need to carry this baby um you know i would hope that same sex couples are looking into adoption i'm sure it's probably a little bit more difficult um in some regard for them in regards to adoption i know how difficult it is in regards to just adoption wholeheartedly right you know you've got certain um folks that want to have a child that's young and uh, be able to help raise them versus a child that's been in the system for uh, a longer period of time and then be adopted. It's much more difficult in that regard. Um, so it, I will say, though, I, I do know and, and have a co-worker who um, just transitioned, but uh, uh, he and her, like, the their relationship they end up adopting uh, a baby and um i think it was just 
for them, they wanted to be able to nurture, foster, and and grow. But of course, uh, same sex. So they they, I wasn't sure if they actually just went the adoption route or if they had someone um, uh, inseminated, like the wife inseminated. So whole point being there is that like I think they probably chose an alternate uh, alternative route, and I was you know much happier to see or hear that being the case versus just like yeah we'll go pick somebody's sperm over this way and then my wife's going to carry and then there we go right so um i would hope that if somebody is in a same-sex marriage maybe they look at that as an option too right? right versus just being like nah we just want a new baby well i know a couple they're lesbians and um they're one of them I think got artificially inseminated. But I guess it's easier for lesbians, right? To have their their baby because they can just like have the baby themselves. Mm-hmm. Instead of the males, it'd be harder for them. Like they're they're the ones who need the surrogate. But like like how does it feel for you guys? Like just to like donate your sperm and be like, here you go. No, this seed go everywhere. You know, it's my whole, you know, the man's role in life is to, uh, as God said, uh, be <laughs> fruitful and to multiply the earth. I don't know where it's at in the Bible, but I'm sure it's in there somewhere. I'm sure one of you motherfuckers will tweet me about it with the exact location of whatever the fuck he said in that fuck okay. ass book. It's so, like y'all three, four. Right. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> me, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm one of them niggas. Like, look, if you want my baby better, you are gonna have to pay me for it. And then, baby like, do I do? Is this an open or closed like baby batter giveaway? Like, do I get to have a? Do I get to like pick my kid up on the weekend and then put him back down or some shit like that? Am I going to be involved in this baby life? Because if I am, you're going to have to pay me more. Right. You know what I'm talking about? But if you just want some, some you just want some breed seed, yeah, cut the check. And if the little nigga get, get famous at 18, I'm going to want a piece of that too. I mean, it... Because it, it, y'all came at me like this is a business transaction. Right. So, I'm gonna need percentage points on future earnings. Hey, listen, this nigga is over here podding right now. Um, I didn't, I didn't come to y'all. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Y'all came to me for this dick. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Y'all wanted all of these <laughs> genetics. Petty you, Source Rex in the building. You know what you I'm know? saying? <laughs> for you know? sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna need some compensation. Just a wee bit. You know uh, what I'm talking about? One thing I'm gonna add to this, Kazo, uh, because I think this is also an important thing. Uh, even coming from the standpoint of like, let's say you are a same sex couple or even a couple that uh um you know have trouble conceiving. Couple, and and you do have trouble conceiving. I think one thing that as a uh someone that's looking for alternative ways of having a child you also have to do a lot of homework and due diligence, right? Because you've got to try and figure out, you know, who the the donor is and some of their genetic background, understanding if they've got any trauma that's encoded into their genetics 
or things like that. A lot of folks really don't do the homework when it comes like that's what I, I really try to say a lot, especially coming from my experience coming out of a, a marriage and um, divorce and things like that is, you know, you try to pick your best partner. But at the same time, too, you've got to also pick up on the evolution. you got to learn about their family history. You got to figure out if there's stuff that you need to like generational traumas that might be built into their DNA. Are you actually like doing the homework or are you just getting with somebody because they look good and shit and then like you've not done any of the math right so now that's why most people got issues with their significant others or mother or child father whatever the case may be i just think a lot of folks really are just doing bare minimum fucking homework when it comes to oh, i want a baby mm, do you okay have you thought about what you want with this baby who you want to buy who are they what does that person look like what does their family history look like are they cool with their like you know what i'm saying so it's like a lot of this shit like most folks just really don't get into like the they don't do the math so to speak and that's, that's why that's we like, got a whole bunch of fuck niggas out here in the world right now right y'all motherfuckers don't do the research on the motherfucker you know what i'm talking about it's yeah. not like a reason why like I have decided not to have children, you know, like there's like things just like what you mentioned. It's like it goes through your generational trauma or just even trauma of growing up and going through shit like, you know, like for me, that's that's just something I don't want to bring somebody in this life when I'm still fucked up myself. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's just like continuing the fucking cycle, you know? So to me, it's very important to break those generational traumas or at least tackle them before I actually have a child. Yeah, because my kids ain't going to get, well, they ain't get shit, but schizophrenia and diabetes. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to use my disability to my ability. You know, as Kanye West says, my disability is my superpower. Mm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. you got to train these kids how to use the fucked up shit that my parents gave us. This nigga out here doing science gunshots. Know what I'm saying? Because a motherfucker like me, I use my my uh, multiple personality disorder to my advantage. I have a whole full conversation in my head. I be kicking it in my mind with all of me's. And we be having a great ass time until somebody bother us. Oh God. <laughs> nigga, don't you see I'm having a conversation with myself? Right. <laughs> and people, my mom would be like, it's okay to have a conversation with yourself as long as you don't answer yourself. Bitch, I'm answering myself and predicting the future in this conversation. <laughs> Look, I the multiverse of my head is crazy. You know, it's a whole nother Sloan that's out there doing his shit for real, for real. The Sloan that I think I am in this life is a Sloan out there for real in another multiverse living that life about that life real talk about that life real talk i'm just trying to converge listen man we but don't want to be on no highlander shit to where it's only just one all right i want us out here like multiverse <laughs> gang on these hoes dr strange you know gang. what i'm saying <laughs> Doctor Strange. Man, can you real. imagine a Doctor Sloan gang? Oh, Ooh. this is crazy. <laughs> Yo, three Sloans in the same place at the same time is that is either Shit. mayhem, or it could be a lifelong contract, or magic. 
Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, I think that was pretty interesting. I, I think that, that this is an interesting conversation uh, to all the listeners out there. Well, that kind of like leads us to like what, you know, the other topic about like mental health, you know, Sloan, he's being funny about, you know, the personalities and stuff, but that's like, you know, actually something that you deal with, you know, it's Seg mental health. Way King. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Listen, let me go ahead and turn turn this music down real quick. Let me put this on pause. Let's just go ahead, jump right into the second topic, which normally we would have held that off for the last, but we're going to get into some funny shit at the end. All right, so let's do this. Okay, so Sloan uh, originally had said that uh, Sloan had ruffled some feathers, but I don't think he did. Um, and he auto-corrected me immediately because... I don't, I don't know if I ruffled feathers, but I brought some attention to some shit that needed to be... Uh, attentivized on the Twitter. So um, a couple of years ago, a wrestler um, took their own life due to bullying, online bullying from multiple avenues. And that person took their life. And a wrestling buddy of mine, I'm not going to mention his name, but if y'all want to go see the tweet, y'all just go look at my Twitter. It's uh, S underscore Kettering 217. But uh, he was saying some things. He was saying, like, yeah, this happens all the time. And fans fans to drive a, a wrestler or actress or somebody famous to kill themselves and then put the, put the blame on not them for doing it. You know what I'm right. saying? For being bullies and pressuring them into it. So people started bullying my mans <laughs> for his opinion so i got on wrestling and i mean i got on twitter and i was just saying like wrestling fans trying to honor a wrestler's death from their mental issues while damaging another's another wrestler's mental health is a bit weird but hey this is pro wrestling so i guess anything goes and i put the meme of uh the big lip dude from belly with the press perm saying i don't mm -mm, i don't like that shit I'm gonna have to dive them out. And like what what I get from that is that people will use mental health when it's convenient for them. Mm. Or when it hits close to home. Like with anything, people don't understand it until it affects them or hits close to them. So I don't think people understand that you telling this person that they are a piece of shit for how they feel about a situation is not damaging their mental health. So basically you being a bully trying to protect somebody who was being bullied when you doing the same thing that damaged them to this person. But people don't see it. And I'm like, y'all are some weird motherfuckers. But y'all would not say that shit to that person's face. Like I'm cool with everybody that want to talk shit. All right, we can talk shit. But be appropriate in your shit talking because there's going to be one time your keyboard is not in front of you and it's me and you. Mm. And y'all know I'm the pull-up king. So if y'all want to pull up and fight, we can fight. And I'll buy you a beer after that, after I whoop your ass. But I, I'm not the one. I will pull up and I want to see if them... If you're going to say that shit when all 6'2", 280 pounds are standing over top of you. Mm. 
because I like keep that same energy. I am one of those keep those same keep that same energy till when I get in your get in front of you. And let's see if you have that same hateful energy that you had. Or you going, oh brother, it was a work, and I'm just working. I'm just working toward I right, nigga. I don't play that fucking kayfabe work bullshit. Everything to me you say to me is real. So what's up? Until you prove it not to be. I hate so, those people that use like, oh, it's the internet as a fucking excuse. And it's like, no, dude, like these are real ass fucking people. Like people, there's people who actually internalize the shit that is said online. Because they, they live on their social media. So the things that, that people say, they'll sit there and read it and internalize it. Like, it's just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it, it's very hypocritical because people go and be like, you know, somebody passes away and be like, oh, my God, you know, we have to be mindful, mental health, da 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 You know, it that goes on for a week and then the next week you're back to being the piece of shit that you've been talking shit about people and telling them fucking all this stupid shit you know it's like you you're you're going right you're just following the fucking trend trying to be like oh sympathetic and shit and the next week you're back to the piece of shit that you are right just be real be you so let's let's fully encompass this conversation because it's it's not just necessarily wrestling right it could be for almost anyone that is in a, a position of entertainment or um, stardom to a point to where it's like you, they've worked hard to get to where they are um, to achieve whatever their dream was, be it wrestling, playing sports, uh, being an actor, actress, things like that. And you get this at least up until the point before it becomes detrimental to that individual's health is it's a shut up and dribble or, Hey, just dance, entertain me. Right. Right, Or shut up and wrestle. Right. Or just, just, just entertain me. You're here for whatever it is. I want you to be here for. So you look at Kaepernick, you look at, you know, folks that speak out against social injustice where, you know, they're like, well, you make a million dollars. Why, why would you be wanting to, you know, you're okay. You're fine. And people think that money just gets away from all the things that led a person to either having to fight their way out of a bad situation uh, so that they could take care of other people. But then you also have to think too, like, it's not just the end of the road. Once they make it to the league or they make it, you know, into pro wrestling or something, something, something like there's sacrifices that had to have been made up until that point, you're missing important times in, you know, folks that you care about their lives. Uh, you're missing important times that, you know, you could be spending with friends, family, so on and so forth, because you're trying to pursue a dream. So then when you get to that point and, you know, you're taking in all those hardships, you probably got a whole bunch of people relying on you, different things like that. And, you know, the internet is what it is now and it's the wild west and everybody wants to be, you know, clickbaity or they want to go viral for something just because cloud chasing, right? But when somebody takes, you know, takes their life or something happens to where somebody's killed out of sheer, you know, fandom or whatever the case may be, then it's like, oh, but you motherfuckers don't give a shit about Will Smith, though. 
But if this nigga ends up dead in his home, then y'all gonna want to be, oh man, we should have really protected Will Smith. Ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. That's bullshit. Right. Let's call it what it is. It's bullshit. That's the reason why Sloan called y'all out. So now y'all want to have some type of morality or some shit. You motherfuckers are so wishy-washy. It makes me sick. And at this point, I ain't got shit else to say, man. I'm burnt the fuck out. I'm tapped out. I see motherfuckers dying every goddamn day that look exactly like me. And you can't tell me that ain't something mental health. Exactly. Right? That's we just saw a whole bunch trauma. of folks that got shot up in a grocery store. But y'all want to tell me that the shooter is dealing with mental health issues because he was inside the house for too long. Man, if y'all get the fuck out of my face. Bro, they protect It's like what Sloan own. said. They use it when it's convenient. Bro, he, he wrote a manifesto and drove six hours to go shoot black people on it. And shit. recorded it and put it up on Twitch. And, and refrained why, himself from shooting white people. Oh, he apologized to the white person he shot. And that's why I don't support <laughs> Twitch. Like, everybody is like, come check. I don't see how anybody black is still on Twitch. How are you still on fucking Twitch? Talking about, oh man, they put, they let this white boy stream him killing black people on fucking Twitch. And then you're like, Follow my Twitch and come listen to me play some games. I mean, get the fuck out of my face about that shit, nigga. I'm not finna come listen to you on Twitch on some fucking platform that supported black people being murdered. Well, supported and, that shit. And then they wanted to say we want they wanted us to give them a pat on the back because they took it down. Nigga, it's up there. Right. That's it's why the New up. York, that's why the New York Attorney General is like, nah, we going after Twitch, 4chan. All of them. All every, of them. Every place where these motherfuckers are present and they're all saying the same shit, yet y'all seem not to know how to find it, but you can figure out a Rico case or some shit that you done followed for 10 plus years. And now when motherfuckers are trying to get out of the situation or like, it doesn't make any sense to me that like, well, it does make sense because I understand. But they ain't going to Rico to KKK. Right. Not at all. But that's because most of the people that are filing these RICO cases are a part of the KKK and or then on top of that, some other white supremacist group or something. Republicans are squashing out bills to, to prevent uh, anti, uh, I mean, domestic terrorism uh, plans. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm not, a, yeah, domestic terrorists. They shooting down domestic terrorism like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm like, well, come on, dog. We know what it is. Y'all telling these people to do this shit. Y'all inciting this shit. Like, what, what the fuck is the replacement theory? Yeah, I still, like, what, right? How is it, how is it the replacement theory now is coming to the fore, right? But y'all don't want to pay attention. Like, how, so let's break that down. So you think that you're being replaced by whom, for what, and why do you not see that the common denominator is, is that you're no longer in a position of power or majority. So what are you upset about? 
if you say that you are for equal rights, love one, anybody can love who they want, but now you also have some backdoor channel argument or conversation talking about they will not replace us. Uh, 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 we're going to retain right. Neocolonialism is starting to spring its really ugly head out. You know, make America great again. But what point was America great that you want to go back to? For whom is my right. question? Who is exactly. it great for? Again, for whom? Because it wasn't black folks, it wasn't natives, it wasn't anybody brown, it wasn't a minority. But make it make sense to me. So that's that's where the conversation sits and to anyone sitting here looking at you know individuals where you want us to pay attention to mental health yet y'all don't seem to give a fuck about anybody black brown that's dealing with shit that we see on a daily basis it ain't got nothing to do with the pandemic we just keep seeing extra shit like literally i have to temper the amount of information that i put out on the internet or things like that because you know i'm very outspoken but at the same time too it's like i'm just not going to keep thunder dumping all this shit because i have to take that in i have to ingest that then yeah. i have to try and somehow articulate what i see in a way that's digestible to other people mm -hmm. so it's very difficult for me to look and, and listen coming from a background in sports where you know i had to deal with a bunch of racism from you know, all the way to like club soccer, all the way to the professional and even as a coach. But I'm coaching majority white kids. Yet. I'm being looked at in a way or being called out of my name or this, that and the third. And it's like, I'm just here trying to do exactly the same job that you would have some dude that you want to listen to with an accent because you think he knows about this sport. No, I've studied this sport. I've been a part of this sport. I can tell kids or players of any ethnicity or any background on what they can do or how they can do it because I've had that experience. I'm coming from experience in teaching that. And there's a lot of people that get overlooked or don't get paid attention to. And then when you try to help others avoid pitfalls or you just want to bring awareness to it, now you get looked at stupid. So I'm sure, you know, and I'm glad that Sloan didn't get, you know, attacked or anything like that, because it is a conversation that needs to be had. But it's a very like, even though that's particularly shot at wrestling. Right. It's so much more broad in the scope of conversation in regards to entertainment, sports, all these things. And it's it mainly in general, like, go ahead. Sloan. It mainly be the whites. It may like it ain't like no no hate be especially on this like wrestling shit. It don't never be black people hating on black people in wrestling. Soon as a black person do something, the white folks just jump down their throat. Like even with the instance with uh Naomi, uh, the two, Naomi, two black ladies that walked off of yeah. I saw somebody tweet something and I was like, yo, I'm reporting this tweet. I don't right. report tweets because how you going to call them monkeys, bro? And I saw first... somebody call them too. And I'm like, yo, what? 
Bro, and that's the first thing they go to is the most racist shit on earth. They're like, oh, look at these monkeys. But bitch, you ain't got no top lip like that fucking monkey. But we the monkeys. And you resemble them more than we do. You old thin top lip bitch. Mm, gunshots. Like, I don't, I don't get it, bro. Like, what did we do to you? What the right. fuck did we do to y'all? Why y'all mad? Because we just want to be. I don't understand. Equal. I don't understand y'all obsession with black people and your obsession with fearing black people. But you really enjoy our culture. Y'all consume part. everything about black folks other than allowing black people to exist in the same space as you. Y'all just don't want us niggas, let niggas be niggas peacefully. Like y'all, even with Juneteenth, y'all trying to suck that out the culture. Like somebody tweeted, it was so much fun when Juneteenth was only known about black, by black people. Mm. It turned where from, I swear last year was like the most fun Juneteenth ever and then this year it's like it's the freedom for me yeah that shit made me sick or the Juneteenth ice cream bro come on now what nigga in his right mind is eating red velvet cheesecake ice cream if you're gonna be racially accurate be, you could have threw us butter pecan right Y'all couldn't make it right. <laughs> That's what they do. They take the culture and just turn it into um, a holiday. They like, slap a price tag on it. Or just like Cinco de Mayo, you don't find Hispanic people celebrating that. You know, what's I bet crazy? you motherfuckers didn't know that it's not Mexican Independence Day. Uh, a exactly. lot of people don't. They think it is. But they do that a lot. They, you know, just to kind of, I feel like that's, that's a, a slight way to oppress us. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of like making, I don't know. To me, it just feels like making fun of our culture. No, I don't know. Buddy, I don't know. I don't, right? know. I don't appreciate it. I really don't. Um, right. But this goes back to the mental health and the trauma. Like this is all trauma that we go through. Obviously I'm not black and the black community and the black culture has suffered a lot more than any other race in this country. <laughs> um, so I definitely well I'll, I'll the put them on par well. with natives. Yes, exactly. The natives as well, because they just invaded and took their whole fucking land. And then they used black folks to build some shit that they stole. Right. Hey, man. Listen, so neither here I definitely there. agree with you on that. Um, but to me, it's just this is trauma, you know, like this is everything that people go through on a daily basis. Like I I don't feel the same way that I do when I live back home in California, the way that I do in Arizona. Arizona is just such um, a white populated state. It's a red um, state, isn't it? Um, it, tur- it just, just recently turned blue. Just recently. Just yeah, recently. just recently. Because old people um, dying. <laughs> yeah, they are. There's a lot of older community, but a lot of older people come to retire here, like Minnesota, 
um, like, you know, all like Washington, there's a lot of people that come and retire here because of the, of the weather. They like the, the warmer weather. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we constantly get that and it's just, you know, it's, it's a very, uh, it was a culture shock to me to come in and to move here and to be treated the way that I was treated, you know, like it was just very, um, disrespectful, um, minimizing, um, like even at my job, you know, I, I kind of deal with, a a little bit of that because I am a minority and, I have an accent and I look different. I'm tatted and shit. So a lot of that stuff like makes me seem like I'm not up to par to perform in my job. So, you know, just, it's just a culture shock to just come to that from living in, in, in a state where I was surrounded by my people. I was with my people and I like, you know, I didn't feel that, um, I guess, racism. Because that's really what it is. It's racism. It is. And you know what's wild is, uh, and I don't want to keep harping on this, but, you know, I will jump on the soapbox in a heart because I think that a lot of people just need to pay attention to things. And they say that, well, racism is dead if you guys don't talk about it. No, 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 no. It's dead to you if you don't have to pay attention to it. We still deal with it. You just have the luxury that you don't. And what I do find, there's two things, because I have a conversation with many people and they try to say that racism, well, black people can be racist. I'm people, racist of color, people of color can discriminate. Excuse me, sir. I will not let you say that. I'm people racist. of color can discriminate. But in regards to racism, the structural and social construct of racism, you have to be in a position of power of where you have some format of oppression or at least there's a construct of oppression that you can capitalize on while you simultaneously discriminate against the people who are being put into a position of oppression so it's very difficult when having this conversation and trying to explain this to someone because they're like well i dealt with it and it's like i get it you were discriminated against That's still wrong. I'm not saying that that is okay. What I'm trying to differentiate to individuals is that you can deal with discrimination of all kinds from any individual because of pure ignorance. But you also have to look at the fact of what is there? Has there been any generational racism or discrimination that's befallen white Americans to the point that they've not been able to, or they've sat underneath the thumb of oppression and they've not been able to at least stay or sit on equal playing field from jump. I've never read in the, in the US constitution or the declaration or whatever it was, or an amendment that said that white people were three fifths of a person. Never once. I've never seen it to where individuals that were coming back from war, World War I, World War II, where they were being denied loans to purchase homes and use the GI bills that they got for going to war and coming back. And then they were, uh, and they, they were pushed into non-desirable communities 
and the value of those communities by banks showed that it was less desirable to live here, but we are going to give the opportunity to black people. I didn't really see that with white folks. I actually saw the opposite. I didn't see white people that returned from war during World War I, World War II, and then had to deal with Jim Crow era segregation. I didn't really see any white people that had to, you know, deal with their children who were being integrated with black children while they were going to school, being thrown at, and black people were showing up outside yelling at kids. I've never seen that for white people. So it's difficult for me to sit in a conversation where we're supposed to talk about equality and then it's like pointing fingers, but it's no, there's no finger pointing. I'm merely just pointing out historical factual information. And then you try to use, well, white people were slaves. No, that's indentured servitude. You know what? No, fuck that. We're not going to, no. Hey, I'm just merely saying, nah, don't play them. with me. No, you can't even. Don't you know. play with me on this mental health shit. And y'all still don't really want to pay attention to the mental health. Exactly. Of individuals you're not paying attention with- to the fucking shit that you're doing to human beings with and- your fucking trash ass. I let me know. let me preface it because the, we are coming from have, a place of just, <laughs> we're coming from a place of frustration. So let me preface this because a lot of people want to they'll they'll listen and then they'll want to take a, a snippet or a tidbit or something like that. No, we are very good at being able to articulate what we have dealt with for a very long time. This is not just coming from two black men that are on this. This is also coming from uh, a Latin X female that's here with us. Who's dealt with her own format of racism? The Latinx. Latinx. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, again, you, if people really are going to have a conversation, which rarely do I ever come across any individual, and you do have to understand who you're speaking to, that's point blank, period. And I got to give a huge shout out to a friend of mine um, who got to read the room, B. She she told me wholeheartedly, like, yo, I know Hello. that you can get very, I know you can get, she tried not to say soapboxy, but she's like, I know you can get really passionate about, you know, some of the things when it comes to equality and having that conversation. I feel bad because I can't have this conversation with individuals because I come from that side where, you know, people that look like me were oppressive, but I also am dealing with the side that I'm, I, I have kids that come from two different cultures. I don't want them to have to go into a situation to where they are treated any less than because of who their father was. You know what I'm saying? Or they look down upon them. And I'm like, man, you're absolutely right. But you can come from a place of allyship. It's okay for you to have a conversation. No one is keeping you from having that combo. What you should do is try to uplift other individuals in spaces where maybe they're marginalized, but you are still there. And it does lend some credibility to them being able to speak to individuals that they normally wouldn't be able to get into the room with, or somebody wouldn't even pay attention to them when they are having that conversation. Because you look like the individuals that maybe are not trying to listen but you understand. So again, you have to understand that like everyone has a place at the table of discussion. 
There are a lot of people that have a lot of needs that need to be addressed or issues that they want to talk about. So let them speak, but you make sure to support them and how they speak. And you can, you know, jump in and, and show like, no, this is why this needs to be had. They have every right to say what they need to say, and you should pay attention to it. You know, I don't see color. Well, most people, it, when I when they say that, I go, what do you do when you get to a stoplight? I tell them, what do you, then how do you get dressed? Right? How everything do you know when you, they, everything you have on matches, so, but you don't see color. But how do you get you to a four-way you don't stop see, and know when to go? You don't see color when it pertains to people. Mm. And that's the problem. Because everybody lives a different existence, and sometimes that color does play a part. So you got to see it. Don't you sit there and I say said, you don't see it. See it. You know how I said, even our, our skin folk ain't our kin folk. Just because you look like me don't mean you represent the same shit I represent. On God. You know what I'm saying? Like, Listen, I've, I've dealt with stupid shit from all sides, man. I had to have a conversation with folks. It's like, you know, uh, you know, niggas will make jokes and be like, oh, man, you with X, Y, or Z. Okay, so what? Wouldn't you get mad if a white person said, well, we should love, we should be with our own kind? Do it. Bye. Right? So I Bye. look at black folks, well, why are you dating white people? Because I can love who the fuck I want. I'm just trying to do what they did for 400 years. Fuck them. <laughs> That's all. Ah, uh, gunshots. Right <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen, man, let's get out of this heavy topic. I got some jokes for y'all, okay? Uh, okay. So, very good discussion. We can get back into it later on. Um, obviously, that uh, is something that, you know, it, it, it is a touchy, uh, touchy subject and topic, but hey. The only way you're going to get comfortable is if you step outside your comfort zone. Because if you stay there too long, now you're going to get uncomfortable. I'm just saying. All right. So this young lady, I saw this video and I thought this was really interesting. And uh, it was very hilarious to me um, that she had uh, said this. And I wanted to get y'all's take on this. Okay. So let me get to this real quick. Okay. You should never leave your man. Without busting a nut. Turn your mic up a little bit. Before he walks good. out that fucking door, okay? Like, whether it's head, whether it's sex, when he walks out that door in the morning, he needs to have, he needs to be empty. He ain't thinking about nobody else, nothing else. Brick come fucking bitching at him at work. Nigga, please, my dick got sucked <laughs> this morning. I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? My bitch got me. You know what I'm saying? That way, when, I, when you come home and I'm just chilling, you appreciate what I did for you in the morning time. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions because this bitch just said when you come home and I'm chilling. Like, bitch, what you was doing all that? You ain't go to work. Huh? <laughs> so so all, all you did was suck dick that morning. And that was it. Like, like you must not have a job to think that you could suck dick before niggas go to work like niggas don't even operate like that what if the nigga running late and you just go oh, i gotta get my dick sucked before i go to work like bitch that don't even seem feasible like you gotta be a young bitch too you gotta be 
in your mid twenties because that just sounds like some dumb young bitch shit. And then on top of that, you're talking about his balls got to be empty because uh, he be dealing with Rick and shit. But like, shit, you act like balls don't refill with nut. You act like that nigga ain't going to fuck Brenda on lunch. Why you so mad, Sloan? Nah, I'm just pointing shit out. <laughs> Why she thought she was dropping knowledge and shit like that. No, bitch, you sound ignorant. You sound horrendously ignorant. What do you bring? That that just leads me to, the, to this. What do you bring besides some pussy? Because you said you suck dick, and then when you come home, when he come home from work, you be chilling on the couch. So what did you do with them 8 to 12 hours? Because mm. if you just sitting on the couch, is some dinner ready? What are you doing besides sucking dick? because gotcha, you bitch. ain't doing shit at home <laughs> and he walk in food should be cooked clothes should, laundry should be done house should be clean because i know if it's the other way around i leave, i just know the nigga i am i'm gonna have that done because i don't want to hear your fucking mouth bickering when you come through the door no you ain't did shit all day you've been at home all day and this this mean y'all shall see him yo if y'all can see his face he is so tight right now this is annoying nah nah but i i totally get what sloan is saying because the that clip does make it sound like you know all she's doing is sucking dick but um I mean, I think it just depends on the preference of your partner. Like, if your partner is a sexual person like that, they're obviously going to expect you to, like, you know, have sex like that constantly in the morning or, you know, stuff like that. But I think it just depends on your partner. Like, for me, in the morning before, if I have to go in the office, like, if you're helping me, like, hey, yo, you want some coffee? Or, you know, like, if you're doing that for me and just, like, I'll turn on the car, you know, cause it's hot out here, you know, all right, you're ready to go. Boom. That to me is like, oh, thanks, babe. Like, you know, you're loving me. You're, you're, you're giving me something. You're nurturing me. Um, sex is not like my primary thing um, in my relationship because it's just like, I just been with him for so long. So it's not like a primary thing where I'm just like, oh, we're just going to fuck in the morning. Like, nah, I'm trying to get ready for work, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to get shit done. Like, I ain't trying to fuck right now. <laughs> hey man, she ain't lying. I'm just telling y'all. But you know what though, and and that's it, that's the thing too. I think Bunny kind of took this to uh, a place where we actually should have had this, and and I should have prefaced this before I actually started the clip. It's like, what would you want your partner to do for you before you leave for work? So you know, it doesn't have to just be sexual. It can be just stuff to at least help you get prepped and ready let's say if she sounds like maybe she's living or and and i don't know this woman this is a very short clip so um maybe we're reading a bit more into it but uh she might be a stay at home she might have a relationship where she's um you know helping the breadwinner so she might do stuff where she's helping in around the house uh, so she may live a more uh traditional i guess if we want to call it that um relationship uh, or she might be someone that's working. So maybe she's not the first person out of the house. It is her significant other. But at the same time, too, I don't know if that's necessarily 
because I think that comes from almost like a backwards place, at least the way that she expressed this. It's like, you got to make sure that, you know, they drain before they go. Well, why are you zapping that energy? Right? Like, maybe you should do that before they go to bed. So then they get good rest. And then when they wake up, then they're rejuvenated, ready to go. Uh, uh. I will say, though, like, have you guys ever had sex in the morning? Like, when you're, like, ready, like, going for work, and then your, your day's just, like, woo. You're just good. You're like good for the day. You're like in a happy mood. You don't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> I just be Anytime in the, I bust a nut, I'll be in a happy mood. Yeah, factual, factual. <laughs> don't say nothing to me because I'm cool. But I know, but I, like that morning sex will hit. Like, I'm not going to lie. That morning sex will hit for sure. For sure. Know, I'm all about that afternoon delight. Mm, sky rockets in flight. <laughs> yep. Afternoon delight. Birds be chirping, little motherfuckers be running around outside, <laughs> clapping cheeks. Listen, I after I do that, I'm gonna go frolic somewhere. You know what right. I'm saying? Hey, frolic. listen, yo, I gotta give a shout out to all the black dudes on TikTok. Uh, there's a, a trend I started seeing where black dudes are just going frolicking, just randomly. Listen, Sloan, we gotta do that, man. We are gonna jump in think on that. I ain't. I'm finna. I'm finna go skip. I'm gonna be like shit. If I can't frolic, is, is skipping considered frolicking? Cause I don't know what the tepic, the definition of frolicking is. But I feel like it is. I'm gonna the way that skip. I see the video. It looks like they're skipping and frolicking. I'm so. gonna throw. I'm gonna throw frolicking and skipping in mind. I'm be like, oh, we frolicking, nigga. I'm skipping today, bitch. We out here for sure. Me and my dog, y'all be be on the be on the watch out for me and Chavi, and we gonna be frolicking outside tomorrow, all in the grass, mm, with the knees out. And the, the <laughs> knees are always out, big dog. With the knees out, boy, knees listen, always got, out. You know they can't be see the knees. You know what I'm saying? I got the right. knees out here. You know right. what I'm saying? Look, we can't even see them, bro. Just know they're there. Just right. know they're they there. They called me a sloot the other day for having my knees out out here tantalizing. Yeah, yeah you got you got to have a good two to three inch ratio from the kneecap to your the hem of your your shorts. Listen, <laughs> right there, that's what we looking like. Yeah, okay, yeah, you got to have that much. That's that what much we looking like. Got got yeah, good about. Yeah. Those are some HR rules right there. Yeah, you gotta have, you know, you know, you gotta have your hoochie daddy shorts on. Like, what? I'm not wearing no shorts that say hoochie daddy. Cause that's but you just gonna know they hoochie daddy shorts. But if you see me with some above the knee shorts on, you know, don't let them get shorter. Cause you know, I try to be respectful. I try to wear my seven inch to eight inch seam ones. But if I throw them five inch seams on, the fuck? Yo. These bitches gonna be cat calling for real. Just know I might bag your auntie on accident if I got the soccer shorts on. Hey, sorry, be, not sorry. This, I see why my old soccer. lady do not let me go outside <laughs> when I got my hoochie daddy shorts on because she don't want no bitch to be like, look at them. They're so damn, cute. She don't want They're no all... bitch to be like, hey, big daddy with the gold daddy. shorts on. Man, listen. With the gold went... shorts on with your thighs out. Hey, big daddy. <laughs> Had the soccer shorts on during a soccer training session. Listen, here, bro. Look at them. Listen. And you know what? I respect it. Go ahead, guys. Right. And she don't let me wear my short shorts with no drawers on. I got to put drawers on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I just like to let my meat flop when I'm with my short shorts on. You know nah, don't saying? be doing that. Don't be a hoe. Oh, 
Oh, oh, that's whole activity. Oh, <laughs> uh, not wearing drawers is whole activity. What? Well, I've been doing whole activity since I was like thirteen. Y'all be wearing those sweatpants and those shorts with no drawers? No, no, you're hell a hell no. You a no, no. no. <laughs> First off, if you a grown man walking around with some sweats and you ain't got no drawers on, you know you got swamp booty happening at some point in time. Sure. Don't sit I mean, down. Sure. Don't don't let the cheeks. I mean, Gather the the pants in the back. The material better not get in. The, listen, I'm just trying to make sure the hoochie daddy ain't sick. super hoochie. This that's why sick. you don't. That's why you don't move too fast when you got your sweats on with your with your draw with your uh, no draws. Because when you get to moving too fast, that create that sweat barrier that your draws don't catch. Mm, you know mm, what I'm mm. saying? So then your sweat seeps into the. To the actual uh jogging pants you know what i'm saying but if you just a crisp clean smooth motherfucker like me you can just walk around with no drawers on in your sweats <laughs> no that's facts <laughs> that's facts. nine times out of ten i ain't got like right now i ain't got drawers on i'm just saying it's just me and basketball shorts today you yeah know but you in saying? the crib bro yeah. I, even when i go outside sir you want to go outside this meat be swinging in walmart Oh, <laughs> don't get it twisted. Do not get it twisted. <laughs> Baby, like, oh yeah, he they, he got on he got on basketball shoes. Yeah, meat swinging in aisle six, bitch. Lord have mercy. We have unintended meat in aisle six. Yeah. And this has been another episode <laughs> of Sleep Your Boys. <laughs> Eating pussy. Kicking ass. <laughs> you know, be on the lookout for my other new song. Uh, it's called uh, "Let Me Do the Tootsie Roll in Your Coochie Hole." Oh my god! Oh, we were my. we were on break, and soon. I come back, and he's it's like, a... "Put a tootsie roll in the coochie hole," and I'm no, like, "What the no, hell? no, no, no!" It wasn't put a, co- a tootsie roll in the coochie hole. How'd it go? Tootsie roll in your coochie hole. I'm a tootsie roll in your coochie hole. This I'm is a, a certified roll in your classic. Oh my god, here we go. I got one for you. Damn, son, where'd you find this? In a coochie <laughs> hole. In the coochie hole. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Tootsie roll in the Why am I here? How am I here? No. <laughs> All right. Uh Bunny, before we get up out of here, where can the folks find you? Get a hold of you. Reach out and chat it up with you, ma'am. You guys can find me on Twitter at BBunnyRue. That's with double O. <clears throat> and it's the same one for Instagram. Um, and also follow Not Another Girl Pod on Twitter. Not Another GP as in Girl Pod. We drop every other Friday. We had a dope pod this last Friday. So check us out. Hey, shout out to your co-host, Tiger Pro. Shout out, Tiger. Man, listen, she joined me on the CDB podcast. Make sure you go check that out. Still on the network as well. Uh, she was on the latest episode, episode 55 of the CDB podcast. Uh, titled tiger style you know what i'm saying listen i was still in my wu-tang like high and uh it just so happened that the drop that i had was exactly that and perfect for her so shout out to tiger pearl um sloan where can the people get a hold of you bro well you people can find me on instagram 
Sloan Kettering 217. Or you can find me on the Twitter, S underscore Kettering 217. Also, I frequent some of the Susie Boy pod um, uh, uh, social media uh, 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 accounts. He manages you know our social media. Some, some, you know. Uh, Twitter, you know, uh, Susie Boys Pod, uh, Instagram, Susie Boys Pod. Uh, you can also catch me and Aaron doing dumb shit all the time. Dot Savage dot AF on Instagram. You know, uh, <laughs> we're kind of popular. Yeah, we're kind of popular. We we're also got popular. a Facebook page as well. You make sure you go follow that too. But you definitely will get all our drops, all our updates, other goofy shit that we find on the internet. For y'all's entertainment. Shout out to y'all making the uh, twerking on Elmo video go to like uh, 140,000 views. Oh my goodness. That's the n- still wild. <clears throat> still wild. Can't even believe that. But thank y'all for checking us out. Uh, as always, you can find me a.hun.theshogun on Facebook, on Instagram and on twitter but my main handle on twitter is the aaron hunter um on there uh be sure to listen to all the episodes of everything that we post on the cdb podcast network on anchor on spotify on apple mute or apple podcast wherever you get an rss feed of some kind that you will be able to find a podcast you know where to find us okay uh, and don't forget that I host Coffee with Rev in the morning, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7.30 Eastern on Twitter Spaces. Come fuck with us. Get your day started. Uh, we do some dumb shit, too. So <laughs> who knows? <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? We don't even know what the name of this episode is, but we just out here doing things. We just making sure that the people get what they want. Okay. It's Tootsie Roll in the Coochie Hole. It's hey. Tootsie Roll in the Coochie Hole. I'm just waiting until we can get the Rev on here. We can get B-King on here. Listen, we got we got some hitters coming uh, that are going to be joining us on uh, Sucio Boys Podcast. I cannot wait. This year is going to be so amazing. Thus far, it's been really great. Um, I must say, no matter what, I have to give a huge shout out to both my co-hosts. Thank you for being so welcoming and inviting for having me here. Uh, I will, I say it all the time when we're just talking via text, but I got to make sure to say it on air so that everybody knows how much I am appreciative of you two. Um, because if not for y'all, really, I think that our network would not be what it is right now and being able to bring things back into the forefront and really just do a lot of cool shit that we're doing, man. So I love y'all. I appreciate y'all both so, so much. I cannot Aww. say You know what I'm saying? Aww. Look at him. Hey, man, I love y'all. I'm just saying that. Love I, you I can't too, say eh, hon? You know what I'm saying? You Went know, from the babysitter uh, to the stepdaddy. Ah, ha, ha. He's happy now. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Eat bullshit. Tootsie roll in the coochie hole. Oh my goodness, man. Uh, SpongeBob, can you make sure to let the people know that we appreciate them so much? Thank you, sir. We uh, get to it. Thank you for your patronage. All right, y'all. You already know what it is. This is episode 40. 
episode 40 of the Sushi Boys podcast, 4-0. You know what? Cash out a black man for his mental health tomorrow. Yes. Well, black actually, man, today, black woman, when this anybody, no, black no, brown. No, you know I'm coming saying? out for the black man because I'm a black man and I would love to be cash out. Uh, also <laughs> hey, that, you make know, that listen, shit go ding-a-ling. It, listen, if y'all want to help out with reparations, you make sure and tap the cash app to the folks that, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? A uh, money sign, a hun, double oh nine. You dig? I ain't got no cash app. I'm oh, I got it. You can pay me. You can cash at me. You can send it. Apple Pay. I'll take you however you want to send it. You dig what I'm saying? Listen. Y'all, y'all can sell me, though. Y'all can cash at me. B-Bunny Rue. Same handle. All that. <laughs> she, she putting it back in the culture. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> sugar mamas that don't want no sugar. Holla at your boy. At your boy. Hey. And this has been another episode of Sucio Boys. Guess what I'm doing, sugar mamas? Eating pussy. Kicking ass. <laughs> hey. Episode 40. We're about to Quarenta. Look at us. 40. And it was my brother-in-law's 40th birthday. Look at that. Look at hey, look at that. Look at God. <laughs> oh, oh, and I found out what that burger spot name was. What is Ooh. it? What is it? Uh, Desi Vegas. That shit was fire. Desi Vegas. Yeah. Well, if y'all in New Orleans, check out Desi Vegas. Hey, this ain't an ad, but y'all can shoot us a burger or something. Give us some coupons, signs. I need a free meal or something. You know what I'm saying? There's a whole bunch of people that's going to visit New Orleans probably come find y'all. Y'all welcome. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, episode 40, Sucio Boys podcast. Uh, brought, brought to you in part by the CDB network. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we the network. We here, man. You already know what time it is. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Uh, be sure to check us out on all pods across the network. Go give us a like. Go give us a follow. Share, subscribe. Send it to some people. Listen, we want to come visit. We're trying to do this on the road. Yeah, you already know what time it is. We up out of here. Bye. Bye.